This is live coverage of the 2021 Steelers minicamp live from Heinz Field on your 24-7 home for the Steelers. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. Motes and Euler back from break. Taking you inside the Steelers Blitz. As we go inside the, uh, I guess it's the Electric Factory still. So, no, I mean, what hey, listen, we got? We, whatever, we're a whatever. show with both. We got dual names. That's what we, we do. really do. We the do. Steelers I mean, Blitz. Even when you the heard Electric Factory, the, the the standard, right? The mm-hmm. guys that were speaking before us, they That's even right. referred to us as the Electric Factory. You know what? I did we like that. I did names. like that from Tom. You know what? Too those boys, Steelers Standard. That's a that's a pretty good name they that's got. Clean. That's a pretty that's good clean. name they got going there. That's I like clean, that. I like that. That's a nice alliteration. Rolls off the tongue nicely. Plays into the standard. Is the See, you, you see what they did there. I like that. I see what they I like did that. there. But you know, we got the I got the pass rusher on this yeah. show here. That's why we're the blitz. And, and that's why we got two names. We're, we're kind of like Ricky Bobby when it comes to this thing. You got two <laughs> first names. We got two show names: Jesus. Electric Factory <laughs> or the Steelers Blitz. But either way, you know somebody we're going to hear from. They got two names as well. They got Terrell and they have Edmonds Man, as a last Gary's name. Gary's got two brothers. Oh my goodness! Who play football. You as don't well. say. So you tell me, we got two Edmonds right here in Pittsburgh. <laughs> that we do. Whoa! How be both out on the field right now? In fact, well, you know what? Without further ado, let's go ahead and hear from Terrell. You, you know, Terrell, not Trey. Terrell Edmonds because he spoke with the big media, year right? For him. Yeah, yes, absolutely. indeed. So we're going to hear from him right here. All right. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Uh, we have Terrell here for you this morning, so please raise your hand if you have a question, like always, and I'll get to as many as I can. Let's start with Ray Fittipaldo, Post-Gazette. Hey, Terrell, how's it going? How you doing? I'm doing good. Hey, uh, how did you find out the Steelers were not picking up your fifth-year option, and what were your emotions like when you heard the news? Uh, well, actually, Coach Tom, he called me personally. Um, he just told me that he wasn't gonna, they weren't going to pick up my fifth year option this year. Uh, he told me that they still that doesn't mean that business is over, but uh, just to stay motivated and come out here and do what I can. And my emotions to it was just, uh, man, it's my contract year now. So everything is on a whole new level. Uh, you know, after this year, you, you got every game is like an interview. So now you got to bet on yourself. You got to double down on yourself and just put in the hard work. Chris Carter, DK. Hey, Terrell, with, with, uh, with Steven gone and Mike gone, you guys are going to be expecting Cam to step up a little bit more. What have you guys talked about between you, Joe, Minka, as far as carrying on this forward, uh, this year with the secondary and the adjustments y'all going to have to make with you know the guys missing and other guys you're expecting to step up? We definitely lost some good guys, uh, Mike and Steve. Uh, but, you know, Cam, he was pretty much in our mix last year too. So Cam, he's already adjusted to us. We already know how Cam plays. We know that he's a good player. And then we have some young guys stepping in. We have James Pierre, uh, Justin Lane, all the young guys that we drafted. So we got a lot of guys in the mix that can come in and help us out. So we just got to keep on working. And right now, this is the time to really merge and become as one. Alan Saunders, Pittsburgh Sports Now. Yeah, you guys didn't do a lot of hitting at OTAs. Um, obviously, you and Minka have been playing next to each other for a couple of years now. Why do you feel like it was important for you to be there uh, during that those three weeks and and are you looking forward to maybe doing some hitting this week? I don't think there's no hitting this week. Not it's a training camp, but it's just, uh, I think it was a good thing that we all came together because like you said, we lost a few guys. We lost some key guys. We lost some starters. So just to have those new guys fill in those roles and feel comfortable with the calls and adjustments and figure out how everyone plays, I think that's a big uh, a big thing for our chemistry in the back end. Yeah, hey, uh, Terrell, just uh, wondering about the conversation with Mike. Was there anything specific that he said you needed to improve on in a 
are you hopeful that maybe you guys can get something done at the end of the season if uh, you know if the finances work out and all that, or are you pretty much intent on hitting free agency uh, next March? Of course, I'd love to come back to Steeler Nation. I mean, they're the people that gave me the opportunity to become in the NFL. I uh, made all my dreams come true. So um, definitely, it was still open for maybe next year we can make something happen. And it just, I guess right now, I just got to bet on yourself. And that's what I'm doing, just coming in, uh, working every day, just keeping my head on straight and just let's go out there and put 100% every game. Chris Carter, DK. Terrell, have you guys, you guys, you lined up a lot of different places last year because of your versatility as a, you know, with your size and speed. Has there been more talk about different ways that you might be used this year? Like maybe you help out more in the slot or maybe you're helping against the run more just based on what you guys have been talking about in the offseason? All right, now I think we're going to keep everything pretty much the same. We're going to try to stay uh, what we were doing last year because it worked out last year. It helped us out. It was, everything was in our favor. Um, everyone was in good position. So uh, just pretty much staying what we have. Um, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think Mika said that the other day, and we just want to stick to that and just try to keep on growing together as a back end. Alan Saunders. We talked to Minka a couple of weeks ago and he was saying, you know, he, he was kind of disappointed that they didn't pick up your option. And he's really liked playing with you. Uh, how much have you enjoyed, you know, that partnership? And, uh, you know, I, I guess, how, how good do you think you guys can be? Do you think you're one of the best safety tandems in the league? Of course. I feel like we're growing each year. Um, every year we've been getting better together. Each year we've been pushing each other to get better. And it's just that chemistry part of everything just, I know what he's going to do just by looking at him. So we just catch eye contact sometimes and we just already know what each other's going to do. So I think that's a big part. And that's, that's helping both of us out, making us both go out there and make plays. So I definitely love playing with him. Chris Carter. And Terrell, one thing that Minka also said to us was that he felt that the, you know, when, when you all lost both Devin and Robert Spillane last year, it made things a lot tougher over the middle. And that's somewhere where you, where you help out a lot at, what have you guys had discussion-wise about what you know having those guys back fully healthy and building that chemistry with the linebacker core and covering guys over the middle of it, as well as stopping the run with the mix of how offenses y'all face? And definitely having those guys back will help us out tremendously. Not saying that the guys that came in did bad or anything, but it's just having guys that that, that are used to being out there and used to being in those spots, covering the guys down the middle, especially Devin. Um, when we lost him, that took a toll, and then Robert came in and filled in perfectly, and then we lost Robert. So. Uh, just losing both of them back to back, it was just, you know, a numbers game after that. But then we had some guys still come in and step in, like Marcus Allen came in and did a good job. But it's still all about having your team chemistry out there because the chemistry switches every week now. Mark Cavalli, The Athletic. Hey, Terrell. Um, do you anticipate any kind of scheme changes with Hilton gone? Do, can you guys do the same stuff, or does things have to be altered a little bit, in your opinion? Uh, Mike, he's a big, big time guy. That was a part of our defense. So it's just like now, uh, just finding the right guy that can fill in Mike's shoes. Not saying that he's going to be Mike Hilton, but at the same time, just go out there and do similar things that Mike can do, and what we can build off of. All right, that's all the questions. It looks like we have. Thank you so much, Terrell. And that was Steelers safety Terrell Edmonds speaking with the media earlier today. It was actually good to hear him speak on them not picking up his fifth-year option. Yeah, and and he, I'm sure he knew, obviously, going into that, that that was going to be what everyone wanted to ask him about. All right, well, and because it was, it was very significant, because with the safety position, we know that the fifth-year option at times could be worth more than a, pretty much a contract extension. Yeah. 
outside of the top tier guys at the safety position, a guy like Minka, he's going to make a lot more Correct. than he would on a fifth year option. Whereas for Minka, I mean, excuse me, whereas for Edmonds, Edmonds' fifth year option would probably pay him either a little bit more or right around the same price of an extension for him. So I think that's why when he said that Coach Tomlin told him that this doesn't mean the door is shut on doing business. This just means that we're not going to do this style of business. Right. And it's pros and cons to both of them. Obviously, if you get your fifth-year option picked up, it looks better from a team trust standpoint. It looks better from a public standpoint. But in the grand scheme of things, you don't want to play on the fifth-year option. You want to have the extension. You think T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick really want to go out here and play on a fifth-year option? Nope. No. You think Bud Dupree wanted to play on the fifth-year option? Nope. No. Anybody will tell you, you would much rather have the long-term Heck extension. Yeah. So them not doing the or the fifth-year option is more so the formality portion of it. But Edmonds knows, and he said this as well, every game is going to be audition. Every time that I come out here, I'm going to have to prove to myself and prove to the organization that I'm one of their best yeah. 45 guys. I'm one of their best safeties, and you need me. And as long as he can do that week in and week out, daily at practices, the contract will take care of itself. Yes. But if you go out here with the mindset of it's contract, 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 and you're not focused on the minutiae, you're not focused on getting better every day, then the money will never come. And right. I say that from experience. I think of my contract situation in Buffalo and how that go around very focused on the money, very focused on the other guys from a comp standpoint to just kind of see where I would fall from a money standpoint. And I never produced to the extent that I could have if I would have solely focused on the play part. Whereas when I came to Pittsburgh and I signed a one-year deal, the same process now, but way more mature about it sure, because I had sure. went through it before. And I was able to say, well, you know, the money's going to take care of itself. Let me go out here and make sure that I'm getting better. You're taking care of yourself. Let me make sure that yeah. I'm going out here and being a productive player. Sure. And the contract will handle itself. And when I did that, it was way better of an experience for me mentally and physically. And those are the things that hopefully Edmonds and knowing the guys that are in this locker room with him, knowing the guys that have been through contract negotiations, they're going to be able to articulate that to him. They're going to be able to convey those messages. So that way he understands this process. Sure. Because it can it, it can mess with you. Oh, I it can, can only definitely imagine. mess with you mentally, man. I would imagine, especially Moats, when you are Edmonds and what, for four years now, you've you've played every snap. Mm hmm. I mean, you've led I mean, this team in tackles multiple years now. Correct. You've and been one of the most durable, most reliable players on this defense. Correct. Even though at times you're underappreciated. And we say that more so from a fan's perspective, less about the organization, because I do feel that watching how they conduct him in terms of just the packages that he's in, the amount of reps that he gets and stuff like that, he is very much appreciated oh, here. But 100%. from a fan's perspective, there's plenty of fans that do not appreciate him. And they quickly forget what it was like when it was Morgan Burnett, when it was some of these other guys that came through mm. here and did not have nowhere near the same level of success. They forget easily what it was like. Yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. Yeah, it's, it's been and, – and, and you know what, too? It's been three years now for, for Edmonds. This will be his fourth year. Um Motsi, 48 games the Steelers have played since he, he was drafted. He's, he's played in 47 of those 48. Mm -hmm. So, again, I know a lot of Steelers fans, and you and I have discussed this on the show plenty of times, and we have gotten certainly our fair share of tweets. Um, this is true. Disparaging Mr. Edmonds, right? Poo-pooing Mr. Mm -hmm. Edmonds because he's a first-round draft pick. And if, you know, if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, a lot of you, and the team takes a guy, particularly a defensive guy, in the first round, uh, you expect him to be Troy Polamalu. 
I, no, I no, mean, no, no, you know, no, 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 they just expect interceptions. Interceptions well, that's is the true. only barometer splash, that matters. Splash plays, right. that's, that's a good point. You can have five interceptions and ten tackles, and they're like, oh, this guy's a beast. Five interceptions, <laughs> he's, he's a ball hawk. Yeah, that's a great, that's a great point by you. Where, Like right. sometimes, too, right, with our pass rushers, we just look at purely the sack right. numbers, and that's oh, how we judge them. Ten sacks, how many pressures, how many QB hits? Ten QB hits, ten pressures. That guy's not kicking a lot of butt. No, <laughs> no, not but at all. But you look at the casual guy, and they're like, well, he got ten sacks. This guy's he has to be elite. They're like, no, it's not how it works, man. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Like you look in 2019 where Edmonds had 105 mm-hmm. tackles. That, that's just ridiculous. Um, again, I, I get it, Arthur Most People want more splash. They want more plays that pop, you know, from a, from a first-round draft pick. But for a guy that, again, in three seasons has only missed one game, um, like you said, leading the team or dang close in tackles, um, he is he is an important part of this secondary. He 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 allows Minka to do what he does. He allows Joe Hayden to do what he does. And you've stated this before too. It it, it might not be something that shows up on film like an interception or like a PBU, but he has so many tackles, so many nice plays where well, no, what was I, a six I, yard I gain, this. right? This. Could have been a sixteen yard gain or a thirty yard gain for the other team, but because of Edmonds making a nice tackle, wrapping his guy up, it's only a six yard gain. That stuff. You know, doesn't pop like other things, but he's no, still vital. Well, I'll say that that's one of his best attributes. But the other thing that we saw from him last year, and this is the thing, and this is why I always laugh when people would critique him negatively from a coverage standpoint last year. Minka Fitzpatrick, you remember Cleveland Browns game, the pick six, right? Everybody went crazy. Minka, 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 right? You realize Minka can't make that play if Edmonds can't cover. Because mm-hmm. where was Minka at when he made that play? He wasn't in the middle of the field as the deep safety. No, he was in the box. Yep. He was the low-hole rat defender. You can't play that position if you don't have another safety that you are extremely confident Correct. in being in the middle of the field. Because you're leaving that guy on an island. Absolutely. And that happened multiple times. Minka being able to create some of the splash that he's created has largely been because of the emergence of Terrell Edmonds from a coverage standpoint. But that's the difference when we talk about the casual viewer or a person that may only watch a highlight versus actually being able to see the game and understand why these plays are being made. And with Edmonds, he took great strides last year. Now, we saw him make some PBUs and have some timely plays like that. But it was the other thing where he's able to play in this position and now we can use Minka more around the line yep. of scrimmage, letting him just QBQ where he's essentially just going to stand there about five to ten yards from the line of scrimmage and just look at the quarterback's eyes and jump routes. You can't do that if Edmonds can't cover at a high level in the back end. It's true. And he's shown that he can't do that. So everything else in terms of the statistics of interceptions, those numbers will show up. They come. Interceptions are extremely hard to get. They're harder to get than sacks are. It's, I mean, just how it Especially goes. Especially with the just the, the heightened importance on ball security mm-hmm. in the modern NFL. Absolutely. So those are some of the things that he's having to deal with. But as a whole, he is a really good player at the NFL level. And you win championships with guys like Edmonds. Yes, yes. Everybody's not Troy Palomalu. Cor- correct. Listen, we love Ryan Clark, right? Ryan Clark wasn't Troy. Ryan, Clark, wasn't even Ryan Clark's not Troy. going to Canton. Right. But you need guys like that. Yes. So, granted, Terrell Edmonds isn't Minka Fitzpatrick. We're not going to sit up here and act like he is. The draft showed that. The productivity since the draft shows that. But what we can say is this. Edmonds is a high-quality player. And I can assure you, teams want guys like Edmonds. You win with guys like Edmonds. Because we all know with Minka, excels from a coverage standpoint, but he's not the most – uh, he's not the, the most productive in terms of tackling, right, in, in that part of his game. Now, he does it, 
but you can tell he doesn't excel there, whereas that's where Edmonds excels at. So you need that yin and yang. You need that 100%. ability to have guys to play off of each other like that, and that's what you get with this group right here. Yeah, the, the Troy Ryan Clark example is a great one. You want to harken back to some 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 more Steelers, you know. Troy can't court. jump routes and, and, and blitz off the line off the edge of the line of scrimmage if you don't have RC in the middle of the field being a great safety. You know, understanding the scheme, understanding the strengths and weaknesses, understanding his own limitations and how he's going to have to do certain things. You can't do that without having players like that on your team. You know, Moats, uh, Antoine Randall-L was not Heinz Ward, right? Mm-hmm. But you still needed Antoine Randall-L. I mean, th- these these things, these go on and on and on. Um, y- you're absolutely right. For any team that has won a championship, you've got to have players that, yeah, they're not all pros. They're not They're not going to be in the Hall of Fame one day. Um a lot of people in the league might, you know, a lot of casuals around the league fans might not even know who they are. Um, but you've got to have those guys that are, you know, B-plus players, right, um, that, that, that play a role, that fit really well. And I, I think Edmonds is that. Obviously, we know the NFL is a salary cap league, mm-hmm. and that's meant more, you know, in the short term now maybe than ever before. Right with with the revenues, with the pandemic and the cap um, not growing like it normally does. In fact, uh, coming down a little bit, and we know that that will get back to normal eventually, as we get uh, fans back in the stands and all those things and new uh, media deals kicking in for the NFL as well too, which comes with an uptick in in yearly uh, media revenue as well too. You've got to obviously the, the money ha- just has to be a consideration. You can't pay everybody, you can't keep everybody, or else we would most of the time. Yeah. Um, so you've got to make it work from that standpoint, and we and we obviously know that that is the business side um, of this business. That is the national. <laughs> that is the National Football it's League. The business of the business. It's of the business. business of the business, Arthur Motes. Of said business. Um, but yeah, if you can make it work from a cap standpoint, from a dollars and cents standpoint, Edmonds to me is he is. He's not Minka, right? He's not Devin Bush or T.J. Watt, maybe, but you you've got to have those that next wave of guys, uh, you know, to again, like we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, ben Roethlisberger's not going to be here forever. Cam Hayward's not going to be here forever. Joe Hayden. What? I thought they were playing today were eighty. Joe Hay. Well, yeah, just like uh, just like my wife says about our dog all the Jeez, time. Our dog is li- on, our, our dog is living forever. He's never going away. Obviously, um, <laughs> you've you've got to have guys too that are you know solid guys that can help usher in this next era that can be leaders that can be mentors and man I, I again I know his you know his highlight reel isn't as sexy as a lot of Steelers fans would like it to be but there are there aren't many holes in Edmonds game and for the position that he plays and the role on that defense he is he's a, a very good fit Mozi. He he fits this defense he fits Minka Fitzpatrick in the words of Jim Carrey I like a glove I like a glove and not like a lehu as a head. <laughs> Quite opposite. <laughs> Quite opposite. <laughs> but, man, we, we did ask the power grid, the megawatts, man, to, to continue on with their tweets, man. So if we, if you're ready. Oh, you know I'm Make ready. sure we can address some of them, man. Got to show them their love because they always show up and show out, even if it is the first day of minicamp. We're up here acting like some school kids, not being able to conduct ourselves in a professional manner. Who, who, who was that person that said we were professional again? You might want to rethink that. <laughs> oh, yeah, the podcaster here that said that we bring a very professional very, show very to professional. Steelers Nation Radio. Have you heard us at practice? <laughs> uh, it's the first time in my life. That's another P word, Arthur Motes, that we don't yeah. associate with ourselves very often. Uh, Steelers Nation 920. Uh, kind of what you're saying says Edmonds. I just feel is so underappreciated, and he likes the parallel that you drew to Ryan Clark. A lot of Ryan Clark 2.0 similarities. Very true. Yeah. Very true. 
Like I said, man, Ryan isn't a Hall of Famer, but you need Ryan. Troy will attest to that. Troy, you've heard Troy speak on Ryan and his impact and how he was able to allot him the freedom to do that. You cannot roam and make these type of exotic plays, taking these chances from an offensive or excuse me, from a defensive standpoint. Right. If you don't have the guys in place that number one, know what they're supposed to do, but number two, are physically able to do it. And then lastly, they actually go out there and do it. So with Edmonds showing those three things last year, man, I think that they're just going to continue to build on that, and he's going to continue to build on that. Hmm. Uh, Steel City Champ says here, as of today, uh, even with all the additions in the draft, I think I still have more confidence in the defense uh, as a whole than the offense. That's a good question. I Hmm. Because you're kind of evaluating them from different standpoints, right? The offense did a lot of really good things last year, but as we discussed, too one-dimensional, too predictable down the stretch, which we kind of felt like ended up costing them. The defense, uh, Motsi, still obviously has a lot of all pros there. Uh, kind of the bones are there, right? The, mm -hmm. the pillars of that defense, but they lost guys like Bud Dupree and Mike Hilton and Steven Nelson. As we sit here today, more confident in the offense or the defense? Um, obviously, for me, it's the defense just because of the continuity and the question marks aren't as pressing in terms of work. The question marks on defense is what? A third a third corner. Yep. A third edge rusher. Yep. Depth, depth concerns. Depth. That's right. what it whereas is on the D. It's depth concerns. when we're concerns. talking about yeah. the offense, we're saying who are your starting left tackle? Who's your starting left tackle right now? Who's your starting right tackle? Who's your starting center right Who's now? Your, right, your guards. Like, yeah. they, those are the questions. We're talking about potentially four new where you, starters. Where are you lining up Juju? In the right. slot so on the outside? When I think of that, that's another thing. But also, I'll say this. From – the way it typically works, and this is collegiately and at the professional level, typically during this time of year, the defense is usually ahead of the offense because from a defensive standpoint, the communication is important, but it's a lot more of the reactionary stuff, whereas offensively, right. their timing, they have a lot more pinpoint stuff in terms of you have to be at three yards, you have to be at seven yards because of the depth of the different routes and things like that, whereas defensively, we don't have as many of those little things like that. So typically defensively, it's a lot easier for guys to pick up the scheme. It's a lot easier for guys to come in and hit the ground running, whereas offensively, it takes a little bit more work, a little bit extra effort and details like that. So that's another reason why I'm a little bit more confident in terms of the defense at this part of the season compared to the offense. I, I think that's well stated. Just just more questions with the offense uh, at this point. And those point. questions should get answered in that first quarter of the season. Those first three to four games, we'll learn a lot about them. We'll see what it looks like and, you know, who's making the, the strides and, and the improvements that we need to see. Uh, we got some more about it, those improvements mm -hmm. uh, out of OTAs, Arthur Mode. Steel City Reese says his three, uh, number one, running the ball more. Yep, uh, we, 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 I think we're, we're all in that set, right? We don't, we're not saying it has to be a 50-50 split or hearkening back to the old days. Uh, but what, 68% of the offensive snaps mm -hmm. last season the Steelers were throwing the football? I, I think we would certainly like to see that number come back down uh, closer to 60, at yeah. least, more of a balance there. I mean, typically in the NFL, 60-40 is about as balanced as you Cor can. Correct. Yeah. Even, honestly, for teams like the Titans and the Bills are, are still you know teams yeah. that, that we know like to run the football. The Baltimore Ravens more so than others. Even mm -hmm. they're not at a 50-50 split. That's just the nature of the beast right yeah. now in the National Football League. Even when you've got a 2,000-yard running back like Derrick Henry. Very true. Um, um, number two from Reese, less predictability in the play calling. That's uh, certainly something we're right there with you. Uh, down the stretch as well, too, we felt that that was a problem for the Steelers. That's something we've discussed a lot. This third one from Reese is good. Uh, more rotation mm. with the players. That is certainly – and you know what? That's another thing that, that T.J. Watt talked a little bit about this morning 
Um, just in the sense of, you know, now Bud's gone. Do you feel like you have to shoulder more of that load? And TJ's still talking about, no, honestly, like we, we believe here that the rotation is important, that you, you've got to get to the sideline. You've got to get a rest when you need it. Uh, yes, and that plays into the, the the depth things, you know, the depth concerns on defense. feel really good about the starters. Uh, we will wait and see with some of the depth questions behind them, and, and that obviously affects the rotation certainly here as well, Reese. Uh, TC chimes in and says, these aren't specific OTA things, but here's what he's looking for. Uh, more three def- de- more three D linemen sets. Mm, okay. He said, if you watch the playoff game against Cleveland, all of their offensive touchdowns came when we only had two defensive linemen on the field. With this, less linebackers on number one wide receivers. Landry was on our interior linebackers, off-ball linebackers, even when there were only two wide receivers on the field. That can't happen. And then, obviously, we got to improve the run game. Yeah, I like that. We do, we, we're focused a lot on this linebackers on wide receivers thing in Pittsburgh, Arthur Motes. Is that some Keenan Allen PTSD, or is, is that like do – you, do, you, do you sense that as well, too? Um, I don't think it's PTSD. It's just the nature of the scheme that the Steelers run. I mean, everybody has different things, and everybody has things that we like about the scheme and things we don't like. As you and I said, there is no perfect defensive scheme in the NFL because if there was, everyone would run it. (laughs) Right, so the thing is the adjustments you can make when an offense puts wide receivers in the number three spot where you're getting wide receivers on linebackers, yeah, you can make an adjustment to that, but just know when you make that adjustment of bringing a corner from outside to put him inside or taking a safety and putting him down on there – The ramifications of that, what are those ramifications? All right, well, first off, you're going to have to make this cover, this coverage have an asterisk next to it because we can't play traditional cover four if my outside corner is aligned on the inside. So that way we have, you know, Joe Hayden on uh, Jarvis Landry who's lined up at three. Right. So what does that mean? So now my outside linebacker is going to have to play cover four as the, the, the corner. You think T.J. Watt is really one to play cover four as a corner? I do not As know. outside linebacker? Let me tell you what that means as, as a corner and cover four. You have vertical carry. What does vertical carry means? If this guy runs 100 yards down the field, you know what that means? You're running 100 You're yards running down the field. You're running 100 yards down the field. You, you, you know what else entails cover four <laughs> as the outside corner? If that guy runs a deep seven in terms of 10 yards upfield and then he starts breaking at a, di- a 90 degree or, excuse me, 45 degree angle upfield, you're running down there with them and you're hoping that a safety calls you off, but there's no guarantee because that safety could be gone. It essentially turns into man-to-man coverage. So even though you wouldn't be on Jarvis Landry because Landry was at the three spot, you're still going to be on a wide receiver or somebody of that caliber Correct. with a lot more coverage responsibilities. So those are some of the things that you got to be careful with and cautioned about because here in Pittsburgh, we play a lot of what? Fire zone and man-to-man defense. Mm-hmm. So you don't have the luxury of, oh, we'll just zone it up. It's all right. We love it when we're blitzing. We love it when these guys are getting sacks, and that's the benefit of man-to-man sure. defense. Not as many holes for guys to just sit down in. But you're going to get some bad matchups when teams say, all right, well, we're going to do this then. We're going to do this until you react. And if you don't react, then we'll keep doing it. But if you do react, well, we're going to go here with it. So you try to find that the, the lesser of those two evils. And sometimes you're going to have bad matchups, but you just try to live through that down and ultimately hope that it doesn't result in something too negative. Yeah. No, I, I – that's I tell you what. That's that's why he's the body, folks. That's Stop why you it, tune in to get those Stop it. to get those breakdowns, baby. But it's the truth. I mean, because I'm telling you, if I'm on offense and I put this guy here and that's your response, I'm going to take this number one corner and put him in there with him. Okay, well, when you do that, I'm going to make sure I motion out a tight end or a backside receiver to the new number one 
because I know your corner ain't out there anymore. You're going to have somebody that isn't a corner out there covering <laughs> that guy, and I'm taking advantage and, of and it. And that's your matchup yeah. right there, right? You're trying to find a matchup advantage. And that's, and, and that's before we start getting to crossing routes, bunch concepts, because in a bunch concept, you really think you're going to lock a bunch? No, nah, you don't lock bunch routes, baby. That's how you get picked. So either way, we're going to have some issues. <laughs> and it is again. It, there, there's no perfect yeah. offense or no perfect defense, rather, Absolutely, to man. run in the National Football League or else everybody would run it. You've got to pick yeah. your battles. You've got to pick your poison and kind of uh, and and live with some the of those understand the situations, matchups. and that's why you play percentages. That's why you say, okay, this team does this 80% of the time when it's third and short on the right hash. Right. And you hedge your bet. You make your calls that way because if you try to just always match, that's where you're going to run into those issues. Arthur Motes, we've got uh, a bunch more tweets here to get to. We have about a 10 minutes left in practice here mm -hmm. today, it looks like, if, if they are staying true to the, the countdown here. Um, and we also we have a little bonus segment. Yes, we do. Coming are you up excited about that? I'm excited I am. About you know, the bonus. so if it's all right with you, because I know this is a Tuesday, all right. And in case we picked up any new listeners here today, welcome to the party, pal. Absolutely. Uh, as Bruce Willis would say, die hard. And if you're a new listener, make sure you go ahead and hit the subscribe button on that podcast that you're listening to, wherever you listen Ooh, to right. that. At. Steelers Blitz. And that's with the Z, not with the S. We don't play those games. <laughs> but yeah, wherever you find your podcast, just type in Steelers Blitz. Hit the subscribe button while you're at it, baby, so you don't miss any of this content that we're giving you. Uh, if it's all right with you, Arthur Motes, I say we take our uh, our last break the final here, break? and we'll come back on the other side. We'll get to more of these tweets in our little bonus segment as practice uh, right, so starts to wrap up. We'll get to the penultimate segment after this break. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Boats and Euler on SNR.